Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. It's the day before Thanksgiving. It's a happy, uh, relaxed, not quite a holiday day here in the U.S., but the four-day holiday uh, begins tomorrow. Uh, Phil Giraldi, thank you for working with us this afternoon and an afternoon in which traditionally and typically most Americans are doing things other than work, but your your time and your effort and your insight, of course, is always appreciated. Well, thank you. Uh, did you um, see um, or learn of Americans Americans actually celebrating the collective punishment being visited by Prime Minister Netanyahu's government on the Palestinian people? Uh, at a gathering in Washington, D.C. Um, earlier this week? Well, there have been a number of uh, actual uh, political figures um, that have made, uh, uh, shall we say, off-the-wall comments about how delighted they would be if all Palestinian children were killed uh, and that the uh, uh, there's a, an Israeli government official who has commented that uh, he would like to use a nuclear weapon to make Gaza completely go away and its inhabitants. And this has been echoed by U.S. politicians and some media figures. Uh, So there's a lot of this sentiment floating out there that somehow um, Palestinians are not quite human and uh, exterminating them uh, is certainly, um, you know, not a sin, not a crime. If I were to ask uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu if he believed if all men are created equal, how could he possibly answer that? Well, I think if he were honest, but of course he's not an honest man, um, he would have to say that uh, he and his his religious uh, friends believe that they are superior by virtue of God having chosen them. Now, I don't know if he would come out with that, that kind of line as a politician, uh, but the fact is, I think he does, to a certain extent, believe it. And many of the people in his government, like uh, Ben Gavir, uh, Samar Trench, they, these are people that essentially have come right out and said it. And they they believe that the Palestinian people are subhuman and worthy of extermination. Well, yeah, one of them said they're like animals, you know. 
I happen to like animals and I wouldn't even exterminate animals, but the, uh, this is a, a perception certainly among uh, some people in Israel and many of the people here in this country who support what the Israelis are doing. Uh, we keep hearing, for example, that uh, we don't need a ceasefire because a ceasefire uh, will stop us from uh, wiping out Hamas and getting rid of them. So they want to keep killing people. And whereas the sensible thing for most people would be to say, hey, how about a ceasefire and let's try to work all this killing out? Uh, was uh, former President Trump's uh, ambassador to uh, Israel uh, involved in these uh, celebrations of slaughter uh, in Washington, D.C.? Yeah, he was parading around on the, uh, this was the uh, the march to support Israel that took place um, not this recent Tuesday, but the Tuesday before. And uh, David Friedman, the uh, ambassador to uh, Israel under uh, Donald Trump, um, and he was a Trump lawyer, I believe that was his diplomatic experience. Uh, uh, David Friedman meant to spend his entire tour of uh, nearly four years in Israel defending everything Israel did. The purpose of a U.S. ambassador overseas or a U.S. envoy is basically supposed to be to represent U.S. interests. But here we have the Israelis doing um, all kinds of uh, mischief that are damaging to U.S. interests and also killing Americans uh, among the uh, many journalists that they've been killing, uh, most particularly in the in recent times. And uh, and nobody in the State Department does anything. The IDF has killed American journalists? Well, yeah, it killed, last uh, last year it kill, killed the, uh, uh, the woman, Palestinian-American oh, woman. You're right. You remember I'm that. Sorry, I forgot that. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. And, and the... Uh, they, they, as I recall, the State Department or the embassy in, in uh, now in Jerusalem, of course, uh, sent a memo over saying, oh, can you tell us more about why this woman who was wearing a bright yellow vest that had press all over it was shot by a sniper and killed? Well, the, the Israeli um, response was something to the effect of, oh, well, well, we're looking into it. Uh, do you think that American troops are prepared to die for Bibi Netanyahu's government? Well, according to General Clark, uh, he claims they are. Uh, I, I certainly have uh, been a serving uh, army uh, enlisted man, and I certainly would not have wanted to die uh, for Israel or for any other place. And I, I think this is the kind of nonsense that one hears from politicians. And uh, I'd like to see some of these politicians who are screaming about how much they love Israel, uh, like Lindsey Graham, uh, go over there and put his money on the line. and But of course, they never do. This is somebody else's kid who's right. got to get killed, or a Palestinian kid, or a hundred Palestinian kids who deserve it because they're Palestinian. There is a uh, column out uh, this morning at antiwar.com uh, with a couple different titles, but the most provocative is um, uh, Tel Aviv's man in Washington. What, what is this all about? Well, this is about uh, yet another ridiculous personnel feature, shall we say, of uh, the Biden administration. This guy, whose name is Amo, Amos Hochstein, 
and I have to write down what his job is. He's, what he's, does he do? Yeah, he deals directly with the president. He's the special presidential coordinator for global infrastructure and energy security, which is quite interesting because the guy apparently has no background in, in energy or uh, security or otherwise. Has he been dispatched to Israel to negotiate in behalf of the United States? Yeah, uh, and he has been sent as, as of this week. Uh, I don't know what day he left, but he's uh, in Israel now, and he was sent as a special envoy to negotiate primarily with the Israelis. And uh, the suggestion was he would be talking to all parties there, and he would be discussing the Gaza situation. Now, this is all a bit odd. Why would you send a energy coordinator who, in fact, has no, uh, as far as we can tell, educational or practical background in energy coordination over to talk about what is a crisis situation that should be dealt with through diplomacy. Where so was he? Where was where was this guy born? What is his background? Yeah, he was born in Israel uh, to American parents who had emigrated to Israel uh, to live there permanently uh, before he was born. But he was born in, in uh, Israel and um, he um, essentially came over to the United States uh, around about the time of the Obama administration and um, got into a number of government positions, uh, which he's cultivated since then. So he has dual citizenship. He has Israeli citizenship by virtue of his place of birth, and he has American citizenship by virtue of the uh, American citizenship of his parents. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. That's right. He would have had to do some paperwork to get the U.S. citizenship uh, confirmed, but that's essentially how it works. Have you ever heard of a... Uh foreign-born diplomat, I, and I lose that, use that term loosely, uh, negotiating for the United States with the country in which he was born. I've never heard of this, but you, you have a better grasp of these things than I do. Well, there certainly are uh, instances of people who were born in foreign countries who then came to the United States and were naturalized and wound up in, in government positions, including in State Department. People with foreign languages are very sought after. Uh, right. But no, I have never heard of this kind of level where someone is sent over 
to negotiate with uh, uh, a government that's engaged in hostilities and well, war crimes and genocide at the present time. And you're sending him over there to negotiate about what? I have some ideas on that, actually. Well, I want to hear your ideas, but but um, he fought for the IDF in his youth. Is he Mossad? Is he still an Israeli agent working for the United States government? Then we have a very, very serious criminal issue on our hands. Well, I would say the whole thing is, is to put it mildly, very strange. Uh, the, 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 the way you outlined it is absolutely correct. You don't send somebody whose fundamental loyalty was to another country back to that country to negotiate things that might be your actual interests. And this is a, a very strange thing. I have a feeling this is more a um, another trick to deliver more concessions, more money, uh, more weapons, more whatever to the Israelis, and they're going to play it that way. Does Joe uh, Biden uh, support wholeheartedly the activities of the uh, IDF in Gaza? Well, he's he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. He's saying, on one hand, that Israel is defending itself, which is, of course, nonsense. This has gone way beyond defense. Uh, but on the other hand, he's saying, uh, well, we, we don't uh, want innocent civilians to get killed, but yet he will not support a ceasefire, which be the would be the only way to maybe uh, achieve both those ends, get the Israelis talking to the Palestinians and getting the Palestinians, uh, give them their lives back and, and their, their homes. Could he bring about a ceasefire with a phone call? He could bring about a ceasefire with the Israelis by stopping writing checks for them, stopping the flow of weapons to them. He could do that probably in a phone call. Uh, Netanyahu would probably want to go back and talk to his wife about it. But, the uh, you know, <laughs> it would be that kind of thing. And likewise, the Palestinians uh, could be, through the Qataris and others, could be convinced to engage positively in something like this. I want you to um, uh, listen to a statement from um, President Putin uh, at the BRICS conference uh, just yesterday um, expressing his concerns about the potential uh, expansion and escalation of the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. We call for joint efforts of the international community aimed at de-escalating the situation, a ceasefire and finding a political solution to the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. And the BRICS states and countries of the region could play a key role in this work. Is he trying to send a message to Joe Biden? Because in the same comment, we don't happen to have uh, this one on tape, he said there are some unnamed elements that are interested in expanding this war. Yeah, I would think that uh, there are definitely uh, highly placed uh, individuals in the U.S. government who are uh, keenly interested in expanding this. I mean, I would label them as uh, neoconservatives uh, to some extent, since they seem to play a major role in both political parties, foreign policies. 
but I think it goes beyond that the military industrial complex. There, uh, how else do you explain the, um, the bizarre interactions with China that have been taking place uh, at the same time while the U.S. Is, is engaged with these two nonsensical wars that did never have to happen in the first place if the U.S. had been playing a positive role? So, uh, you know, I think they see a, a permanent state of war as something that is beneficial for the American people uh, to create. I could see where they're creating a sense of threat, like we're, by saying we're always under threat from these people, the Chinese, the Russian, the Iranians. Uh, we're always under threat. And th using this as a kind of a, a wedge issue to uh, basically bankrupt the country on behalf of certain interests. Here's uh, President Xi. You mentioned China. Here's President Xi yesterday uh, strongly supporting. This is a very interesting, Phil. And an authoritative. Listen to the word. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to read the translation because it's um, it's only in subtitles. Uh, an authoritative group. I don't know who he means. An authoritative international organization to compel a two-state solution. The president of China. The root cause of the Palestinian-Israeli situation is the fact that the right of the Palestinian people to statehood, their right to existence, and their right of return have long been ignored. I have emphasized on many occasions that the only viable way to break the cycle of Palestinian-Israeli conflict lies in the two-state solution. In the restoration of the legitimate national rights of Palestine and the establishment of an independent state of Palestine. There can be no sustainable peace and security in the Middle East without a just recognition of Palestine. China calls for early convening of an international peace conference, an international peace conference that is more authoritative to build international consensus for peace and work toward an early solution to the question of Palestine. First of all, what does he mean by the right of return, Phil? Well, he, he's referring to the uh, 800,000 Palestinians who were driven from their homes by the Israeli uh, militias uh, when the state of Israel was created. Uh, these people have been living in refugee camps in various neighboring countries uh, for the past 75 years in many cases. Uh, so that's, that's what he's referring to, that the Palestinians who were driven from their homes, their homes were taken from them, and given to Jewish settlers who had come from Europe or the United States. And he's saying that they have a right to their property, a right to their homes, and this has to be rectified. Wow. I guess this is not going to happen while well, Netanyahu's uh, uh, colleagues uh, are, are in power. How significant is it that the president of China uh, is now weighing in at a very delicate time while negotiations for hostages are going on and while Palestinians are being slaughtered uh, and saying it's time for uh, the violence to stop and it's time for a two-state solution, which Palestine is a free and independent and sovereign country. Yeah, that's the key to it. The uh, Since the creation of the state of Israel, the, the Palestinians have never 
been really sovereign. They haven't had a sovereign state or territory that they could call their own. Uh, this is largely due to the fact that uh, Israel obviously has a, a huge advantage in uh, power, in military power, in uh, access to uh, uh, markets, its, uh, its relationships with certain European countries, which are well established, and the United States. It's, it, it all it, all the, the cards have been on the side of Israel, and it's never been recognized, or it has been recognized, but it's never actually been, there's never been an attempt made to give sovereignty to the Palestinians and to return insofar as possible uh, the properties that were taken from them and make compensation for that. How do you see this uh, ending? I mean, at some point the war will end, uh, whether it's a, a, a forced ending imposed upon the Netanyahu government by outside military forces, or whether they just give up uh, uh, the ghost, or whether they wipe Gaza from the planet. But at some point, the war will end, and Netanyahu will have to answer for what happened on uh, October 7. How do you see this uh, ending, Phil? Well, I, I must admit, I wish I had a crystal ball. And... Uh, we're able to say this is what uh, what the, the gods are deciding for us. Uh, I just don't know. It it uh, it depends a lot on what kind of decisions are made. I think over the next couple of weeks, as we see this uh, this this kind of program of of possibly uh, you know creating a pause, maybe followed by another pause, as hostages are released. Uh, see how that works, and that might create a different atmosphere. Uh, I think Netanyahu is is uh, is an awful human being, but he's not completely stupid, and he realizes that the world is swinging very strongly against his country due to the outrages they've been committing in Gaza. He knows that, and he understands that, and I think he even understands that in the U.S the support for Israel is wobbling. It's there for the politicians and the media, but uh, the general public is now swinging the other way. Has, um, has the Israeli, or is the Israeli uh, public ready to be rid of him once the war is over? Yeah, I think they, they were almost, they weren't ready to get rid of him before the war started. And that's why there's a certain amount of suspicion that the war might have been started to take the heat off it. Um, so, yeah, he's not he's not popular. Let's put it that way. I mean, the Israeli economy uh, is in shambles. They lost three hundred and fifty thousand um, young professionals who are reservists now uh, in the military. They don't have any of the Palestinian laborers that their factories and plants used to have. Those people can't leave Gaza, many of them are dead. Um, according to the Economist magazine, a piece coming out this weekend, uh, the Hamas finances are in better shape than the Israeli finances. <laughs> An interesting thought. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, you're absolutely right. I mean, and to put on top of that, they, they've evacuated all the villages along the Lebanese border. and These people are are in tourist hotels now. The tourist economy is taking a hit, which is a big one for Israel. 
you know, there's the there are a lot of uh, wrinkles to the story, and but but it, it, it's funny how you come back to the uh, the whole question of uh, how our friend uh, Hochstein has wound up in the middle of it. Well, maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. Where's the CIA in all of this? Is the, the CIA, CIA present? In, is the CIA present in Israel now? Are they telling Joe Biden what Netanyahu's going to do before he does it? Are they physically present in? Gaza, do they know where Hamas is and are they reporting it to the idea of what is the CIA doing now in this Israeli Hamas war? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't honestly know what their capabilities are, but I would imagine uh, they kind of veer on the side of a, a lot of technical stuff where they're collecting phone calls and the military would be in this too and even the State Department and NSA, everybody would be doing this. That's how they're finding out what's going on. Uh, now, the director of CIA has has been there numerous times. It's clear he's a decision maker in the Biden cabinet, and he's doing whatever negotiation on a diplomatic side is possible to do. He's an ex-diplomat, as a matter of fact. So he does know what he's doing. So I, I think that's what's, the way it's playing out now. We, we, we should know a lot more maybe in a few days. Phil Giraldi, always a pleasure, my dear friend, no matter how unpleasant these uh, topics are. A happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thank you for coming on on this Friday, on this, it feels like a Friday, on this Wednesday in America when most people are not working, but but you and I are, and, and the viewers are uh, deeply appreciative, as am I. Thank you, Phil. Thank you. So, my friends, we're very close to uh, 240,000 subscriptions uh, by Thanksgiving, which is tomorrow. We're about 1,000, 1,200 uh, short of it. I think we'll reach it. I'm sure with your help, we'll reach the 250,000 by Christmas. Four o'clock today, uh, John Mearsheimer. How bad have things gotten? How poorly has Prime Minister Netanyahu overplayed his hand? Judge Napolitano for judging freedom.